we're terrible. You know, we throw an ad in the paper. Oh, that doesn't work. And then we'll do this and do that. That doesn't work. And we, we got the shiny light syndrome and we're, you know. So why not talk to people that have already been good at it and yeah. then that have grown large businesses and seek them out? This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And I am here with uh, my friend, Jer Ronan. He's back again. I don't know if this is number two or three or 12 or what, but Jer's another number three. Okay. So Jer's another one of my buddies that I could have on, like, you know, keep having on and on and on, and we'll never run out of stuff, good stuff to talk about. So Jer, welcome back. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me back. Hey, give everybody the quick version. They could, they should go back and listen to your other episodes and we'll put the episode numbers in the show notes to get your full story because Jared's got a hell of a story. Basically, I'll give that little version of the, the priest. Right. Basically, here's a guy that came to America with nothing, with like 80 bucks in his pocket, lived in his car for a while, found home improvement has built a hell of a company. In fact, right now as we're doing this, he's in Florida, but his business is in Western Mass. But aside from from that, just give everybody kind of, you know, the Yankees quick story and tell us a little bit about last year. You nailed it. You nailed it right there. I did come to America 80 bucks in my pocket. And I did have an interaction with with a roofing company when I was a, when I was a regular citizen. And they ran off with $2,500 of my money and ticked off. And I'm talking to people. And there's this what happens in America. Contractors run off with your money. And I was so mad. I'm like, all right, I'm going to start my own company. Started Yankee Home. And we've grown and grown. Last year was pretty much a flat year. But uh, we do about 16, 17 million. And we're in two offices now, one in Albany and one in Master Mass. And yeah, about three, this is my third summer in Sanibel. Yep. Retired, semi-retired. And I'm down here for about eight months a year. Nice. So he's in Sanibel Island. Him and his lovely wife, Anna, who I think admittedly, you and me both, we couldn't have done all that we had done without our respective partners. Because we Anna, both married, we married up, Brian. We, yeah, we, we really did. And Anna is just, she's a badass and she's a lot of fun. And she's just, when it's business, it's business. When it's fun, it's fun. And she's she's awesome. All right. So Jer and I, we were chatting the other day. We were at a little get together together and we were chatting. And what we were chatting about, I thought would make for a great episode because what is your what is your number one success secret that you shared with us in the first episode that you Replicate, did? Replicating success. Replicate success. So why go out and try and figure it out all yourself when there are other people you can go and model and you can learn from and you can ethically copy and emulate. I don't want to use the word emulate. 
emulate. There you go. That's a much better word than the one that I was thinking of. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I talk about that here all the time. But this, it's all of the tools are available in this industry to be able to go out and replicate success. And this is what Jer has done incredibly well. Although, you know, you talk about replicating success, but you've come up with some of your own stuff too, which at the beginning when you were selling, you were like the only guy that I know that was actually using video testimonials in the house to sell. And it worked like gangbusters for you. You sold you sold a lot of home improvements before you had a Yankee. Yeah, I was a $2 million guy for five years in a row based on yeah. telling stories. Telling stories. Telling stories. That was it. It was yeah. an analogy I heard. I know we, we're not talking about this, but the analogy I heard, you just reminded me that this was Russell Brunson and brought this up. He said, uh, when a Tonight Show comedian goes on the air, that Tonight Show comedian has started that performance maybe five, six years prior, yep. went, to a, went to an improv night told a bunch of terrible jokes, but one joke was good. And then they did it again and stuck with that joke, did it again and bombed and bombed and bombed. And when they go on to the Tonight Show, they go on with something that they already know is going to work. Bunch of stories that they already know is going to work. They know they tried it, it's been tested. And with me, it was the same thing. It was, I just, all these stories were in my digital camera, didn't have an iPad back then. No. And just told the stories because people later I would find that people buy stories, not product. And um, I encourage my sales staff every year, make sure your stories are spot on because uh, you don't really have to be the greatest salesperson, but if you're a great storyteller, you'll do real good, make a lot of money in the sales business. Yeah. Yeah. So you've come up at this point. Now you've got a whole bunch of your own stuff that other people can come and replicate success as well. And one of the things, and this is what Jer and I were talking about, was that Jer, one of the best ways that you can learn in this business is by surrounding yourself with really good other owners, good operators, good marketers, good sales people. And one of the most amazing ways to do that is to create a peer group or like in, in my case, people join our wealthy contractor mastermind groups, which is which are peer groups. Well, Jer went out and developed and put to not developed, but put together his own peer group, mastermind group, whatever we want to call it. And it's a pretty amazing strategy. Let's talk a little bit about that because this is something that anybody listening can go and do. And it's really, really powerful. Well, the idea is, I mean, in our business, you know, most owners either come from the sales, like me, or they come from production. Yeah. They rarely come from marketing. So I was thinking that, that from a marketing perspective, why don't we, because I'm a big Diane Kennedy fan, thanks to you, but why don't we pool our resources? And when, you, when an ad works someplace, maybe not close to you, whatever, why not um, see what the results are? In other words, when you're walking through a minefield, you don't want to be the first guy walking through a minefield. So I started the, started, I came up with the idea December 19th, December 2019. And my mentor, a guy you know, Joe Tolman, 
And um, I was thinking, you know, I'd love to have Joe Tome. He would be the first guy I go talk to. So we went to, uh, Anna and I went up to visit him in um, Chicago. We're at dinner with him. And I don't know if you know um, his sales manager, Mr. McKay. And we're at Gibson's. And it was just a great meal, great night. And I was waiting my turn, you know, because I've been friends with Joe for a long time. And, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the, I didn't want to come out and say no and then ruin the dinner or whatever. And he, he would, he probably would have said yes. So I waited strategically till the end of the meal when he was having his dessert. He was chowing down on the dessert. And he would have said anything to me at that point. So I'm yeah. like, Joe, hey, Joe, what about a peer group? I started thinking about getting a few people together. What do you think about it? What do you think about joining peer groups? Yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah, I'm in. Whatever you say, Joe, I'm Joe, I'm doing. I'm like, okay. I don't think he remembered. Then afterwards, like, okay, so Joe's it. So then uh, I knew of Dave Norman. And then Dave Norman, I didn't know him real well, but I knew he was big in the industry and called him up out of, and he's like, oh, and I'm Boston. Those of you, Dave commute, he still commutes from Boston to Maryland. And uh, he's, been, he's been doing that for like 10 years. And he's like, well, Joe's in, I'm in. Sure, sure, I'll do it, I'll do it. Heavy Boston accent. So from there, it was, it was just looking for companies that were that had marketing down. You can tell by just looking them up online, seeing what their website looks like, seeing what their Google reviews look like. And I wanted larger companies. And actually, some of them, some of them, people I met at, at Accelerate. And these were companies that Victor, I think Victor Roofing was one. You had me up on a panel next to Victor with yeah. this guy. And there were literally companies that that got it, you know, because in our industry, most companies because they come from the sales or the production um, aspect and part of the business they're not really great at marketing they get on i know you mr gundell was on a couple of podcasts ago when he talked about how important marketing is and it is it's extremely important especially if you want to grow up yeah we all we're terrible you know we throw an ad in the paper oh that doesn't work and then we'll do this and do that that doesn't work and we we got the shiny light syndrome and we're you know so why not talk to people that have already been good at it and yeah. um, that have grown large businesses and seek them out? So we started small and we've kept it small. We need 13 members. We put a couple new members in this year. That's us for done for the year. You know, I, I, we, we meet now twice a, every twice a month and we share strategies and ideas and, and it's worked out really good. We've been together now for three years. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I actually didn't know the marketing part of it, that that's kind of what, what was your initial impetus, uh, yeah. impetus for, the, uh, for the idea. Yeah. So peer groups, I mean, they're powerful. Yeah, I, I run two, two groups with Wealthy Contractor, 12 companies in each group. And it's interesting, you know, when you form mastermind groups, when you form peer groups, one of the things about us entrepreneurs is that generally, at least from my experience, we're pretty flipping lonely because nobody gets us. Nobody understands right. us. Like, right. you know, what the, it's funny. Somebody in Dan Kennedy's orbit calls non-entrepreneurs civilians. <laughs> so for, for lack of a better term, the civilians, they just kind of don't get us. We're weird to them. It's right. like, well, wait a minute. You don't get a paycheck. You have to employ all these people and take on all of the risk. And you mean you might not get make money. And it's like, yeah, that's what we do. And we 
that's what we love. That's what we want to do. So most people don't understand. So being surrounded by, and that's why, you know, events like Accelerate, which is just in a couple of weeks, I think that's part of the reason why we love being around each other is because now we get to talk with each other and you get to be around people that are just like you. And then when you take it to kind of what you've done is, and what you did was really, really smart is you said, well, let me surround myself with guys that are three and four steps ahead of me, not companies that are, you know, around where I am, but let me surround myself with companies that are three or four steps ahead of me and see what happens. And it's, it's kind of interesting. So you organized it and I've, mentioned this strategy for years and years to people and you're you actually went out and did it i think you're like the only guy i know that actually went out and did it so tell me what have you gotten out of it Ooh, wow way too much to tell you on one call okay I will, I will tell you that the best part of it to me has been how it's filtered down into my organization in other words, there are sales groups. Actually, Joe Tolman's sales manager, Ron, he puts that together. There, last week, there was a recruiting meeting. All the teams came together. All of the organizations came together. This Friday, there will be a finance one. There's a production one. There's a marketing one. Ethan puts that together in my company. So that's the best part is that now the departmental managers all get to talk to one another. And they develop friendships, they develop bond, and they all help one another. And yeah. I, before this group, I had, a, I had a sales manager, doesn't work for me anymore. And I would tell her, why don't you call this person? Because I'd go to these seminars, your seminars, I'd see these great speakers on the stage. And I why don't you call this person? And she would say to me, well, I left a message, never call back. I left a message, never call back. What people don't realize with peer groups is it's about giving. So... If you want to start one up, here's what she should have done. She should have shared a, an ad that worked particularly well for her company or any company, shared it with somebody else, and then said, hey, I thought this might interest you. This is blah, blah, blah. If you have five minutes, give me a call. If you have 10 minutes, give me a call. Because a marketing manager gets so many solicitations on a daily basis, and everyone's looking for something, and everybody's looking for a bit of their time, and nobody's looking to give something. So if you want to start a peer group, and if you don't want to do, the easiest thing is obviously just pick up the phone and call you. But if you don't, if they don't want to have one that's ready made, and you want to start it yourself, you're going to have to give of yourself. In other words, have one of your managers or whatever say, hey, I, I, this worked particularly well for me. I figured you might, you might get something out of it. And then go, have you ever thought about getting together a little peer group. I'm putting, putting together a little, a little group of like-minded individuals that want to share strategies and ideas and help one another out. And you would be shocked. I mean, it, every journey starts with the first step and every peer group starts with the first call. Yeah. And now we've, at the, we, we helped each other through COVID and we, we were calling, literally calling each other a Monday call, a Wednesday call, a Friday call, because we thought they were going out of business, right? And so most of us stayed open and Individually ask me what I got out of it. I got literally peace of mind through COVID because I was ready to close my company down. And the rest of the group were like, no, 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 no. Now's the time, put the pedal to the metal and start advertising. I'm like, what? I was like, I just let all these people go. No, 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 no. Pick up the phone and call, get TV in there. 
TV, I'd never done TV. Not only was that great advice, I was able to get TV for 25 bucks a spot. So we started building TVs before we had an ad agency. We developed TV um, literally the first month of COVID, little green screen in our cafeteria. The company grew, like all of us grew through COVID, but a lot of us waited, some companies waited, you know, for the government or whatever to open things up again. But the peer group were like, no, now's the time you build, build brand awareness. Everybody's home, everybody's got nothing to do, and everybody's gonna spend money on the homes. So that was the, the first thing that I, that I immediately got out of it was, was changing my thinking from closing the company down to expanding when everyone else is closing down. So that was, the, that was something huge I got from the group. Apart from, you know, obviously, phenomenal, phenomenal friendships, lifelong friendships. Yeah, yeah, which is a big part of it is developing those personal relationships and and not just supporting each other necessarily when you're down, but also celebrating when you're up. Because that's one of the things, too, that I see a lot of is that People are like constantly guarded and almost like in competition with other entrepreneurs. They like, they want to hold back because they can't can't talk to normal people. And then if they, and then they have this feeling like, well, if I go talk to Jer, you know, he's going to be, you know, he's going to think this, or he's going to think that from my experience. And I know everybody in your, almost everybody in your group and I know the personal experience from my groups. I mean, one of the things that we do at every single meeting is we celebrate people's successes. You know, we had a guy that that put a million dollars into his personal bank account. He could, there was nobody, nobody he could tell that to. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. But he had a group of 11 other business owners and their, you know, people that, that were with them. And every one of us were just so excited for him. Like it was life-changing for him that he made this money and it gave him more confidence and it gave him that good feeling. And I'm sure you guys do some, some similar things too like that, but who can you talk to about some of this stuff? And it doesn't have to be a million dollars. It could be a hundred grand. It could be 50. It could be buying a new house. It could be, you know, having the best year ever have to celebrate that stuff with and so i think that that's another thing with peer groups is the celebrating builder prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place crm estimating marketing automation with sms production management software and now call center dialer integration all wrapped into one easy to use package And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to BuilderPrime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. Absolutely. We 
were unable to get together because of COVID. And actually, we, we scheduled our first meeting in Sanibel. It was going to be in Sanibel and Captiva. And then a little hurricane, Galeen, came Yep, yes. So uh, we, we switched it up to uh, Long and Dave Norman. And graciously, him and Johnny DePaula, him and the father, graciously offered up their building in Savage, Maryland. So we went from sexy Captiva to even sexier Savage. Yeah. Uh, but it was great getting everybody together. And it was great. It put 40 or so people there and yeah. broke up into different groups. And it was great celebrating each other. You and me are big Kennedy guys. And you know, Kennedy is a good idea is a good idea. Doesn't matter if it works in this industry, works in that industry. And then the beautiful thing about a peer group is that you can now, you're literally picking the brain of people that have already tried tried something, it's worked, it hasn't worked, and you're helping them make the same decision too on a piece of advertising, an investment, a strategy, a product. And it, it, it's so much easier. The growth of my company was based on, without doubt, surrounding yourself. I mean, Jim Rome was the guy, surround yourself with a, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Yeah. As an immigrant, we constantly are, are, are looking at for, for advice and you know, seek to understand before you're understood. That was taught to me by, by Mr. Tolman. But getting around other people that are in the same boat as you, so you're not working in a silo, you'll be shocked at how many people will say yes to you. And yeah. you'll, you'll be shocked at the advantage of being in a, in a peer group that just like you set up. It's not like what you think. And sometimes you maybe you might have to go through one or two different ones until you feel, you know, a good fit, you know, may not be a good fit feel that's okay, too. But the idea of sharing information and not having to walk through the minefield first um, is, is, is powerful. And the one thing, too, that's interesting is so we were talking about how you strategically created your peer group to be people that were much bigger than you. So the first thing you had to do was you had to get your ego out of the way and you had to say, I'm going to go to these people that are much bigger than I am. But the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize, and I see this in every one of our meetings, regardless of where you are in the business compared to somebody else, I'd be willing to bet that the people in the group get as much from you, the smaller, you know, quote unquote, the smaller company than they would from somebody that's necessarily bigger than them because they have, you know, because you have ideas, you have things that you're working on. You have things that you've tried that they may not have. And so your contributions, and I'm talking in general as, you know, the smaller, cause we have, you know, even I see it, like I said, in my groups, I mean, we got, we've got a couple of companies that are, you know, in the two to $4 million range. And you got a couple of companies that are, you know, nine, 10, $12 million. And those guys, there, there was one guy, actually the biggest company, I think in our group is somewhere in the 15, $16 million range in one of the groups. And the biggest thing that he got, I think last year, was something that was, it was more of a psychological thing around his idea about non I won't get into the whole thing, but it was about non-competes and about employees going off and stealing your stuff. Yep. And everybody in the group noticed how it was like dragging him down. It was like a cloud hanging over his head. 
And regardless of, of size of company, we supported him and we said, hey, why don't you just kind of put that aside until the next meeting? You know, just this little thing. Why don't you just put that aside until the next meeting? Well, that was a year ago. Just the other day, we had a catch-up meeting and we asked them, so, hey, what's going on with those, uh, with the other thing? What's your attitude about that? He goes, oh, I'm way past that. I haven't even thought about it. And it was dramatic. He had his best year ever, best year ever, netted more money than he's ever in his life. And it was, I think a lot of it is just because of this little thing that came about from this group of company, you know, this group of people all around him that were not necessarily bigger than him, but in fact, quite the opposite. Everybody was smaller than him, but it didn't matter because it was a, it was a human to human thing. And, and it's, it's so awesome to see stuff like that. And I think people that aren't participating in these, they're really missing out on what could be. No, you're, you're absolutely right. There's about 750 million in revenue in the group now. In your group. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And the two people that we just let in last week, this is, a, like I said, done for the year. One is an industry legend that everyone knows. And the other one is a, is a, is a $9 million company out of New York. And you're absolutely right. Some of the larger companies do get quite a bit from the smaller companies. Yeah. So, and, and, and we find that if there's not a give and take, now if we do let someone in, like I said, I've had to say no to some people, some no to some people that I wanted in, because if all the members don't want that person to be bumped, then I'm not talking somebody into it. Yeah. So it's literally all together. Like, for example, last meeting, we had a, Somebody brought up the idea of pooling our resources to drastically change the life of, a, of an employee, maybe from a charitable perspective, right? 2500 to 5000 not, not a huge amount of money. But if we pooled all our individually, resources- Individually, it's yes, not. individually. But pooled all our resources, now that's a substantial amount of money. And if somebody's having a hard time or whatever, you can dramatically you know, change that person's life. That's to, cool. To be able to do little, little things like that. You know, most of the companies, it was based on companies that wanted to give back, that wanted to grow, that hadn't got all the answers, that hadn't plateaued. And we've even had, we've had a couple that have fallen by the wayside that have been bought out. We've had a couple that have been bought out, but we've asked them to stay yeah. <laughs> and, and that their equity groups were fine with it. And it's well, just, there's a lot to learn still. Sure, 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 sure. And they have, a, they hopefully have a lot more time to give. Correct. Correct. So the calls are, I'll record them after the, the chit chat or whatever at the beginning is, is, is finished. I record it and I'll, I'll do a recap of the call. The call is generally an hour long and we do it every, like I said, two weeks. And um, because what happens is, is that everyone's talking and the ideas are flowing around and this website's given and, and this particular person. So that when you, when you, and this is, this is the advantage I had is because now, my powers of retention are limited, and, and especially if you're if you're trying to include everybody in the call, sometimes you're not listening the best as as, as you should. So I I, re, I recap it, and it's it's a huge bonus for me, I tell you, because then I get to hear it again and put out the links or whatever that came up in that in that call. So um, some calls are better than others, but most calls are fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Calls. Cool. All right. Well, so. 
I thought that this was a really good topic to share with everybody on the podcast. Peer groups are really powerful. Go out, you can create your own, or you can look and see in the industry if there are other ones available. I was telling Jer earlier that the wealthy contractor next year, we're going to do some interesting stuff with uh, some new stuff with masterminds and, and peer groups and so I, I, I hope that this part of the conversation was, was helpful. I do want to ask you, though, I've got you here. I do want to ask you about what your, I've been asking everybody kind of like what their thoughts are for 2023, what's kind of your attitude going into it. We're recording this early, or not early, actually third week of January. I'm not sure when you guys will be listening to it, but it won't be long, probably in February. So I don't know. What are you thinking? Oh, I'm thinking quantum leap. Nice. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you turn me on to this book. Yeah, yeah. You squared price. A couple, of, couple of years ago, wasn't ready for it, but I was reading somewhere about making a theme for the year. Yeah. And you squared is, is our theme this year. Oh, that's a great one. Oh, and, and I've had everyone reading it. I've been reading it constantly. Yeah. Like, 15 times on the audiobook. I bought the, the everything to do with the with, with Price Pritchard. You name it. I got I it. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally sold on it. So, and it's already started to, to like I said, we had a flat year last year, but this year we're way up. And I mean, I know yeah. it's, it's only three weeks in, but psychologically, I'm already there, which is, you know, you know it, that's half the battle. Me. You and I know um, that. You know, that's so, half the battle. So to me, the peer group for some of you might be the quantum leap. Yeah. Because um, for those of you who don't know, in the introduction, Christ talks about being in, a, in an inn and uh, he's sitting looking out at the view and he sees this fly and the fly is trying so hard to escape. And the harder and harder and harder it works, obviously it's just going to, it's just going to die. And he looks over and he sees a door wide open where the fly could have gone if it had looked at something, you know, a little bit different, right? So to me, you know, quantum leap, there's lots of different ways of making a quantum leap, but it's looking at something, you know, a different way. And to me, a, a peer group would be it. And for you, Brian, I, I was thinking of what would Brian's quantum leap be? And I know we had talked about how your podcast now, and I was actually impressed with this. You said you're in the top, is it 5% of, of podcasts worldwide now? Based on our stats, yes. That's pretty impressive. So I was thinking, I was looking at your YouTube viewership, right? It's not that high, right? Yeah, not great. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, well, how would we, Brian, how would Brian make a quantum leap so that this episode, is the most viewed episode on YouTube that he's ever had, right? So I'm doing my, you know, Price Pritchett thing. And I'm thinking, what if we were to show right now what a 3,000 bottle collection was going to look like, a miniature bottle collection. And if we were to pan the camera around like this, and I was to show people what miniature bottles, these are all, Full, by the way, and if this I was to, if I was to pan around, so all the people listening would see another thousand there, 
And then right over here is my Scotch collection right there. Your now, what collection? Scotch. Scotch. Okay. I, they're all they're all done by countries. Now let's say that wasn't enough, Brian. Right? Let's say they wanted to see a blown up version of my wife's legs, and then we were to pan over here, and they were going to see. And I'm trying desperately not to turn the off button off because I've done that before. Okay. There's a six foot version of Anna's legs. So now I'm going to pan all the way back around here without trying to turn it. So that. So you. So what I just did, there's your quantum leap right there. Okay. So now other people that are watching this are going to go, miniature bottles, knit bottles. What the hell is this guy talking about? So 3,000 of them in one room? Well, yes. And I just panned around and showed you three. I don't know if it's the largest collection in America. It's not, but it's it's a good size collection. And then like, what is wife's legs? Six foot tall wife's legs? Really? Now I got to log on to the YouTube to take a look. That would be Brian Cascavels here taking a quantum leap. Okay. So now this part is staying in the podcast. <laughs> and, right? Or no? Sure, is that part of it? I don't care. I don't care. You, you know what put me in mind of this? Because someone else in their group, Mr. Curry, was in front of his castle, right? He's yeah. a cigar. He's ladies. Yeah. Cool dude, and I'm waiting for someone, you know, someone from the Knights of the Round Table to come in and kiss his ring or something. Yeah. You know, what he's there talking. And I'm thinking, why didn't you show around his room? I would have gone if I'm listening to that. I would have wanted to see his castle, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know what? Brian Kane needs to take a quantum leap too. So let's yeah. see the viewership. On so this maybe show. that's that's what I start doing with our guests is having them show us their unique crap because everybody's got something unique. <laughs> I have my little, I got my little Yoda go. back here. Go. I've got Mr. Wonderful back here. I've got my Dan Kennedy bobblehead that's constantly reminding, get my ass back to work, <laughs> stop messing around. I have my Rocky statue. I, I, my, my wife gets mad at me for all this stuff, but uh, there you go. There we're you men go. and we're men. We, we no. can't do it. We don't collect handbags and no, and we don't. No, we don't. No, we and we can't get mad at them for that. But then we collect 3000 bottles. But hey, so is that did you have that set up the same way when I saw it? No, I had I doubled the collection when I went to a believe it or not, crazy people like me go to a convention. There was a, there was a convention in St. Louis. I didn't know they, they had such a thing. So for, li for mini bottles. There you go. So when I met I met this lady from Fort Myers that was selling her collection. And she said, uh, oh, she said, I, I'll ship them down. I live, I live right near, near you in Santa Monica. I'll bring them down if you buy my whole collection. I'm like, okay. said, what if I was to buy some other things too? Would you bring them down for me too? Because that's the hardest thing is when you buy them, getting yeah. them back here, right? She said, yeah. yeah, I'll buy them all. So I'll bring them all down. So I'm like, okay, cool. So this is my one opportunity. So I literally doubled the collection when you were here. I think there was like maybe one and a half walls or something. So I yeah. doubled the collection based on that one lady, her and her husband down the left. I'm like, okay, okay, no problem. Makes sense. Very creative. There you go. Very creative. So now, okay, so I asked you this when we were together and I actually saw the mini bottles, but they're not opened, right? Nope. None of them are open. None of them are open. Some of them have evaporated. I mean, I started collecting. You've never tasted. You haven't gone and tasted. No, the no, no, no. I mean, now I have a pile of duplicates. So when people come visit, they get parting gifts. Oh, okay. But back in my illegal alien days, I worked in a liquor store and 
back in the early mid eighties, I should say. And I'm looking at all these miniature bottles of different brands that I hadn't seen in Ireland, right? So I'm like, oh, these are really cool. So I started then, and then my father would bring me over some from Ireland, and, and then people would bring me different ones. And now I have them all cataloged on my phone. Every single one of them has a picture. Wow. So you got this one? You got this one? So I'm able to look it up, and then people buy it, and then if I haven't got it. So now I get them from all over the world. And they're all they're all categorized by country. So when people visit from a particular country, they go straight to their country. What you got from my country? And I'm like, oh, I got this, 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 and this. So nice. There you go. All right. So look, so everybody, JR is trying to help the Wealthy Contractor podcast make Quantum Leap on YouTube. So if you want to see Jer's uh, 3000 bottle collection, just go to YouTube and look for the Wealthy Contractor podcast with Jer Ronan. I would all right, my friend. hope all of your all your peeps read this book, man. It is. Yeah, you squared is. I, I give that book, you know, I've given that out to clients and. Oh, my God. Yeah, clients and friends and kids and anybody and everybody that has half an interest in being successful in life gets a copy of that book. From only how many pages is this thing? Like it's short. Yeah, wow, thirty-six pages of gold. Yep, and it's like thirty-six pages. You just keep reading over and over. And I have the audio book. I have that whole pack that you have. I have listened like you. I've listened to that book over and over and over again, and it's it's fantastic. Yep. Well, cool, my friend. So Quantum Leap this year, and I'm looking forward to it. It's always fun hanging out with you. I'll see you in uh, in a couple of weeks yes, uh, at Accelerate. And thank you for being here. And for everybody listening, until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, Did it help you look at your business in a different way? Did it spark an idea or ideas that you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. If it did, I'd like to ask you a favor. Would you leave a five-star review of the podcast? By doing so, you'll help other contractors find the podcast more easily so that we can help them achieve more success, wealth, and freedom. And before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. In fact, if you haven't already, make sure you go to thewealthycontractor.com and get your free copy of my latest book, The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor. Just pay shipping and handling and I'll take care of the cost of the book. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian. 